downtown Denton. Second comic book nerd. I might split it up. And we haven't even gotten to where I came from because you asked me to be like, hey, where did you come from and, and where I grew up and stuff. And there's a whole other story around that. But anyway, uh, so so the, the point I'm getting at here um, is boils down to one word, and that's vision. Um, it, it's both it's it's in what I see in in my business when I am dealing with my publishers. Uh, a s- distinct lack of vision. And it's what I see when we're talking about downtown Denton. And there are people who have a vision, don't get me wrong, but then there are naysayers and 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 nitpickers. They're like, yeah. well, I don't want anything to change, right? Uh, yeah. And so... It's easy to fall into the trap of cynicism. It really yes. is. Yeah. But... Like, well, well, like, uh, l- let's talk about what we hate about this movie. Like, kind of what you were mentioning before, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so when when I talk about vision, um, one of the challenges I, I I I encounter in my business specifically is people talk about responding to customer demands, and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to respond to? Um, what what is the you know, and, and so, like, a, a really obvious example I can give is uh, that, that people will grasp is there. there's a certain number of customers that want the cheapest price on everything all the time, and they're not my customers. And when I say that, what I mean is that they're Amazon's customers. Yeah. They're, they're someone else's customers. Like I want to create to like, race to the bottom for them. Yeah, and yeah. and what you don't I want to be a part of that game. Well, but but it's it's if I if this business is going to work, what are the customers I want to engage with? Right, like who are the people I want to engage with? What does my business look like subsequently? And so I want to create a, a, a situation where if those people choose to spend money with me, great. I'm I'm more than welcome to talk to them, engage with them. By all means, I'm, it's all good. At the same time, when they come to me and say, hey, I need 20% discount on this book, I'm going to be like, that doesn't work for me. Like, yeah. and, and I know you can get it for 20% off elsewhere or 40% off elsewhere. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. I'm not, ju- I'm not mad at you. I get it. Like, uh, but the thing is, is, what is my vision for what I, my business is going to be? And, and that's, that's the <clears> thing <throat> where when you're talking about downtown and the vibe downtown is like, Okay, what do we want this to look like? What do we what kind of thing do we want this to be? Uh and and I'm not sure that uh, enough people have put enough effort into thinking about what does the optimal thing look like? Because my personal vision, like and and I've had conversations Okay, I, I need to pause here for a second before I issue this statement. Is one thing I've learned over the years is if you have an idea, guess what? You got to run with that fucking ball. Sorry, I tried not to swear this entire podcast. And I just, by all means, bleep me. It's okay. Uh, we'll leave it in. <laughs> I was trying to, but but you have you have got to uh, you have got to run with that ball. Yeah, if you have idea. if yeah. you have an idea, uh, and because it, and I'm not trying to. It, uh, denigrate the approach of anyone back when you had us at chestnut tree for 
what became oh the, the downtowners the, the downtowners right <laughs> yeah. i remember I forgot talking i don't remember you that you were there but oh my I god remember, yeah i remember those because that's where i met michelle and and, and oh you. that's right yeah. oh my and, gosh yeah that's and, we were, right. and we were talking about the michelle the, bradley yes yeah and, and the oh man and and the uh flashback the the downtown uh bond proposal for the construction that they're doing right now to change the floodplain that's right yeah that was like but, 2014 2013 God, that was so long ago it's a long time it's uh, ages but, but i remember having conversations with people i want to say i talked to julie glover at the time and and i love julie i, yes, I god bless her. uh because <laughs> that's another in, in my maturation as a business person and human being like i remember my first conversations with julie and and feeling like she was like oh, what who what the and I, I messaged her years later, and I was like, I understand why you were standoffish to me, because I was the young guy. Like, I was an idiot yeah, that didn't know what and, I was doing. And, and yeah, you, I had the same story. Yeah, I got the but, same but now story. I, now I understand. Now it makes it. Yeah. And she's like, you're all good. Uh, yeah. But but one of the, the ideas I had is like, why isn't there a trick-or-treat night on the square? Yeah. Why? And this is, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Like, like why why don't we do this it makes perfect sense people want a safe place to go trick-or-treat and they can just run around the square all night square is the most pedestrian friendly space in yeah and no one city no one did anything and then it was a few years later when john williams Mm -hmm. like basically said one year hey Hey, we're gonna do this i'm gonna give you candy let's give it out and now it's a thing now it's a thing and And it's a great thing it's a great like no it takes zero organization yeah zero other than people sitting on their stoop and handing out candy and we do it every year we love it it's awesome yeah and, but but you need a spearhead you need someone to at, just do it to yeah. to say we're doing this yeah so so before i throw out my visionary ideas uh i want to i want to point out like these are ideas that i have i haven't had the time to push people into these ideas uh but at the same time uh i don't blame people for not because I've I've had conversations like one of the people I've had conversations with this about at length is Paul Meltzer. Um like I would love to see the square, the streets on the square, um the Denton Community Market and you take the streets on the square one Saturday a month and you shut them down. Yep. There's no traffic yep. and you make the entire interior square area one area 100% walkable. Agreed. Um and and with the eye, the long term goal, making Hickory and Oak between Elm and Locust permanently blocked off. So that if you are walking from my store to J and J's, you don't have to worry about a car hmm. running over you. Uh you you because the the trick with with Elm and Locust is their state highways. And so that's a whole other ball of wax. But the city has the ability to shut those streets down. Um, and and I, I, that's, that's my big idea is like thinking like how much, how more walkable can we make this? Yep. And, and that's like. Yeah. And the case in point is uh, you've been to Times Square. Oh, okay. Never been to Times I've Square. never been to Times so Square. Times Square. It looks like an X, like a real skinny X. And I've been to it when it was uh, traffic and traffic on both parts of the X, both arms of the X. 
a couple of years ago, I don't know when it was, they decided to shut down traffic on one side of the X. And people said it was the end of Times Square. Times Square would go away. No one would ever come here again. Why would you ever come here if you shut down traffic? Guess what? Times Square is like eight times what it was because they got the cars out of the way. They could do that with the square easily. Like and and my other my other big idea is something to connect the neighborhoods north of university to downtown. Uh, a pedestrian bridge or something. And this isn't and, and like trails. I said I'm yeah. I'm throwing this out there yeah. like because you, there's a big push for uh trails through the city. And and I right love trails, now. but I'm yeah. also thinking like when I go to Las Vegas and and you yeah you can get anywhere you can on a sidewalk the, you sidewalk can, you go on a sidewalk anywhere. and and when into you, the casino well, out of the casino and when like you want to go over when you want to go across Las Vegas Boulevard you take an escalator up and over and then mm-hmm. down right and and I don't know if that's the answer for university like but the point is is there's connect the dang neighborhoods just, just north of university is all of these neighborhoods yeah. full of people and they're only a mile away it's a short walk very short walk like 10 two, minute walk yeah uh, 20 20 minute walk if you're yeah. slow yeah like, <laughs> and when i say yeah. that guess what a lot of people are slow but guess what that's a perfect evening night out for a family yeah now there there's a there's a push for some of that stuff uh you're seeing more of the the, the trails idea i had like three or four years ago and the idea was taking the uh the natural creeks the drainages mm-hmm. city already owns that land and already owns an easement on them so use those as pathways from like north lakes to downtown and the the big idea is to connect the rail trail with the green belt so you can take the green belt all the way to dallas that's the big idea and i and i love that and that's like when i talk about my ideas i understand that somebody has to be the spearhead and i haven't had time but one of my goals is to well part of it is like finding the person who has the vision you agree with and just supporting them and saying i want you in office i mean that's one of the things that's happening right now is there's a big election coming up five seats open so you have any thoughts on that um <laughs> I'm not, and i say that like people think i'm all like tuned into the pulse of the city i am because i live and i work and i play down here not because i read didn't matters you know right. like, yeah, yeah. i'm not on and i'm on didn't matters and I, and, and, and i am not and by the way like I'm just and not nothing disparaging about them but i just don't have time to get on the internet anymore like i post my stuff and i'm like i gotta go i gotta go do something in real life like um this you know i can't even read the news i don't even know what's happening in the world yeah. i couldn't tell you it's it's time consuming it is i just um, can't i can't and i'm i've and, learned that i'm okay without it yeah oh uh, yeah yeah you're more okay yeah I, I nothing it, if there's something important pe- people tell me yeah so, um but but you were just in case clueless. one of the 10 people listening uh happens to be indent matters like this past weekend we had a, a a good post and a conversation around that i was involved with with a, a a company that was parking a truck on the square that was strictly for advertising <laughs> and and the combination of somebody posting a picture of that combined with the conversation around it but finally day they were ticketing for parking in downtown today they were yeah and and like 
Okay, so so here's my other. You know, you can just call the cops and say, "Hey, there's a truck out." You don't have to get on Facebook. Yes, you can literally Glenn, just call them, Glenn. Like we're gonna okay, we're <laughs> we're get, we're get, we're getting into chapter three of this podcast now. Like, here's the thing to understand: the truck I'm talking about showed up in September, and the first thing I did is I was oh, like, "Oh, it takes me off incessantly." I mean, I. I, big I th- truck it's like an accounting truck like yes who yes. buys a truck and advertises for accounting services yes that's weird so so the first thing i did is like, I what t- sort of people are calling that number i like, reported Ugh. it to the engage denton app and the engage denton app a few days later said yes this is a violation next time you see the truck on the square call the non-emergency number as a violation i'm like great i'll do that right and and we're talking this is beginning of october and so when it shows up, I call the non-emergency number and I'm like, hey, like this truck is here. The engaged Denton app people told me it was a violation. And and this is getting back to the you have to be the spearhead. Um, and they're like, okay, well, we'll look into it, right? And it's that week passes, the next week I call again. They're like, yeah, we'll we'll look into it, right? So the third week, and this is late October at this point. I get a call back from the police officer who's working on it. And he says, I have 20 hours. They have to be there 20 hours before I can ticket them. 20? Yes. Okay. Well, what the sign says. I'll, I'll explain this in a second. <laughs> but because it's on the weekend, it's not Monday through Friday. So, so this is the point where I go, okay, I need to look at the ordinances. And I start digging into it. And I realize that uh, the ordinance says... If a street, if a car is parked on public parking for repairs, the owner has 20 hours to remove it, right? So your car breaks down and you have to park it, right? Yeah. Like, that's no, fair. Yeah, that happened right? to me at, at a, a window bust out and... Yeah, yeah so, and that's and reasonable. had to keep it there until the folks but, came and, yeah. And, and that's subsection a subsection b is a vehicle for advertising or marketing purposes and so so i realize now what i have to start doing is calling and going look section like chapter 18.92 subsection blah 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 and point them to the exact thing that that truck is violating yeah it's like their interpretation versus yours yeah and, and well well more importantly is to be fair to to the people that are handling this the it's it's complicated and it's long there's a lot right it's easy to overlook it i can't imagine somebody knowing all of that by heart i really can't so i don't blame them in in the slightest and i realize this is where you need to be the spearhead and be like this is the exact thing and help them do their job and so this past weekend when didn't matters like somebody posted a picture of that truck and i started responding to it um, you know, the, I, I, I then did a screen cap of the exact thing and that truck got ticketed this past weekend. Like, uh, man, now I really forget how we got off on so this tangent. So, but you're telling me that you've been, I mean, informing the proper authorities. Yes. Since October. Yes. About this. Yes. And, as and far it as- took being on a closed Facebook group. Yes. And, and before like, they would do anything. And th- this is what makes me so irate about our city right now. Yeah, is and, they're quicker to respond to a bad Facebook thread 
than to level-headed and, citizens. And I, and I, I can't that it, is because, insane. because I don't. That's like I mean, our city is run by like the cesspool of Twitter, right? <laughs> like we don't want to go there. I we I, don't want to be there. We want normal, average citizens saying, "Change this light bulb. It's out on my street." Yeah. And 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 I'll be honest. I want to be far more charitable than that. Like I, like the cops are busy. They have important things to do. I get it. Um, you know, and it's a matter of figuring out how to help them do their jobs the best. Straight up. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but when you, and they do a great job downtown. Yeah, and, and so job. because also by the way, I, I want to point out like one of my my other big idea besides shutting down traffic on the square is removing the eight to five restriction. During the week, yeah, uh, I'm into that. I'm actually pro releasing all parking restrict. It's public parking. It should yeah. be whatever. Uh, I because you one, but then okay, but then how do you solve the 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 freaking box van out there? Because well, there are other cars that I've seen out there that like advertise their crazy whatever that's set out there all the time. Well, how okay. do you solve that? Are you talking about flat Earth guy, not just that, but I've seen an, uh, there's probably two or three. That I can think of, not just the flat earth and, guy, but and and I mean that are there twenty four seven. Just people leave them to advertise, and 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 that's where that's annoying. Uh, like because, because I, they don't live there, they're not there frequenting the business. They just they drop them, and they're there for a couple of days. And I notice it because, like you know, five a.m. when I go for my walk. I see it's them the there. only car. It's yeah. the only car yeah, there, and and you're one of very few people like myself that will see those vehicles. Just like, seems in bad community because, taste. Because like when, as a community person, that guy is not being a good neighbor. That's right. how I feel about yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and when when that thread popped up about that specific truck, there was somebody who brought up. Uh, another truck from a local charitable organization. That's that, what I'm thinking of. Well, they appear regularly, but they don't sit in one spot the same way. Oh, they move around. Yeah. Okay. Or, or it, like, it's clear they're making deliveries and they might be up there for three or four hours or five hours or 10 hours. Right. Yeah. But they're, they're not parking in one spot on Friday night and staying in there until Monday morning. It's a fine line. And that's why you need rules. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that. so, so that. like it's, and that's where, uh, it, you, you like that the truck we're talking about like was such a specific violation like yeah, it would it, stay there for days yes on it, this corner it, it, and then on this it shows corner. up in one spot well no they didn't yeah. even move it it showed up on friday night and was there until monday morning in the exact same spot mm. like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm throw out a name that, that people are very familiar with and that his trucks are very prominent and he doesn't abuse the privilege the way this truck was, and that's Frenchie. Like yeah. you, do you see Frenchie's trucks on the square frequently? Absolutely. Yeah, but he's he's never there for three days in a row. But part of like how we got here as an agrarian is that the right word? Agrarian, like we're agriculturally based, so we like set up our houses near where the food's at. Part of that thing that we have to reckon with is how do we get along with people like. The guy that parks his box truck there for four days and like how do we all get along how do we all get along and in the past it was like well you have these rules that everyone agrees on because of elected officials and the better idea and the greater good and you know how do you be good neighbors the ordinances are they're really 
It's a failsafe for if no one can agree on how to just be a good neighbor. I wish we could get back to just, this is good decency. This is what's decent. And like, you know what? You may be gaming the system, but everyone everyone thinks you're a jerk for it. So it doesn't help you. Like, I don't want the rules to be the fallback. I want like just how we treat each other to be the fallback. You know? I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, 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 at the same time as idealistic of a Superman fan as I am, and I want to believe in the best, the fact is that there is always jerks. There's always the and, jerk and you, you've got to contend for. But should we like create a whole ordinance that screws everybody to deal with the one guy? A very, a very wise man in a comic book forum years and years ago that had a store called Jim Hanley's Universe in New York City. He, he posted there was an argument about people returning books. And he said a thing that stuck in my mind forever. Um, because, hey, guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote myself for a second here. Is when you come into Do my it. store... And you ask me for a comic book recommendation, and I give you a comic book recommendation. If you don't like it, bring it back. Period. Because my goal is to make sure that you end up with books you enjoy. Period. Yeah. All right. So that said, best comic book and best comic book store in Denton. I mean, and I'm not a comic mm-hmm. book person, and I will walk in and I will get a recommendation for something. I just have a wild hair for a little bit of entertainment, whether it's like a board game or a book or like a gift. If you got friends who are into comics and everybody is, you will get the best gift idea by walking into more fun comics. Well, I, They've I, got the best recommendation. So, And I appreciate that. I can attest. <laughs> but that said, the goal is to make sure that people are happy with what they purchased, right? And and in <clears throat> Jim Hanley said, gosh, this is 20 years ago now, where somebody was like, well, what if you have somebody that comes in and buys the book and then just returns it to get the next volume and keep reading, and then they're just, you're basically a library. And he, and he said, I don't make my policies for 2% of the people that walk through my door. I make my policies for yeah. 98% of the people that come through my door. Yeah. And that's the key thing, is... Yes, the 2% that are abusive of the policies and the rules that are laid out for parking or whatever, right? Be ruthless because they're being ruthless, right? But the thing is, is to make sure that the other 98% are comfortable because that that other chunk, that's way more, yes, like, and this is circling way, way back why are you so focused on the person or the thing that you hate or the thing that is upsetting you instead of the thing that you love disco or the thing that, yeah, right? Like in my store, I can be, I can have 30 people in the store and have one person that I think might be stealing from me and, and make sure I'm hovering over their shoulder or, I can be like, you know what? They might be stealing, but there's 29 other people in the store right now that want me to help them find something they love. And their love will over, and their, and subsequently, to be blunt, their spending will overcome that one jerk. Yeah. Man, that is such a good philosophy. That's such a good philosophy to hear. 
So especially there. like cynical old me sitting here all angry <laughs> at the box truck guy. Yeah, I'm angry at him too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but but he is he is yeah. a a very minor percentage, and you and you deal with that ruthlessly in yeah. order to make it better for the other 90, 98% of the people that come into your store. But here's the difference. You're running a business. Mm-hmm. The city is not running a business. I mean, they are, but they aren't. The city, in order to exist as a city tomorrow, only has to accomplish existing. You have to make money, have to pay expenses, have to hire people. Like, you have real skin in the game. The city has make-believe skin in the game. They, they, you know, like they really, it, it doesn't matter to them if they run around in circles, chasing their tail over an ordinance that affects 1% of bad actors and screws over, you know what I'm saying? Like they only have to exist as the city. And that's, that is the crux of it all. And that's when we have elected officials. Right. And and there's a part of me like while you're saying that I'm thinking like I have to humbly disagree with you is it, it, and and when I say that uh, what we should do is make sure that the officials in charge don't view it as just getting along. We we have to we have to do our best to make sure that the people who are in charge view it as making sure that we excel. Yeah, and that that's what the function of the elected official is, like they're a representative of the people. Right. You know, as a buffer between the staff who lives in a bubble. The people live in the the business of living here. The staff lives in a bubble of we just gotta keep the lights on. Right. You know? And 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 like you know, I've I've been paying close enough attention to city council politics for long enough to like it's not for me um but it's when i when i look at that i'm like well why can't why can't we have officials in charge who are more inspiring than that where they go like look i know your job is challenging but let's let's do our best to make it better like and and i and i'm not sure what the answer is to that that that, one i don't have that's a big critique of the modern age of uh politics in denton is like Who's out there saying like, "Hey, this is the city on the hill that we are," and and you know what, we're awesome, but we can be better, and this is where we're going, and this is what it looks like. Who is that? I don't know. I mean, right now we're in a sort of like wherever it's leaking, let's stick the finger there. Yeah, and that's not vision. And and you're right; it's it's not vision, but at the same time. Uh, I want to. I, I want to make clear that there is a, a positivity in that, like where you can go be like, "Hey, this truck needs to be taken care of," in the interest of making a better city for That's everyone. True. That's true. You That's can true. you can plug the holes in the dam, but frame it not as making sure <clears throat> things don't fall apart. Because the the problem with that framing is your your. The, the logical conclusion of that framing is that things will always fall apart and crumble. And that's not the case. It, like the, you're going to end up at a place where it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where yes, everything will fall apart instead of being like, this is a problem we need. And, and I encounter this in, in business in, in my stores is like, look, if this minor detail isn't paid attention to other things crumble around it, 
Like, so don't, one of the things I tell my staff, got me off on another rant, Glenn. Good job. <laughs> this is chapter four of this podcast. Uh, is, is I say, there is no such thing as busy work. Yeah. Period. And I, 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 looping way back to my cleaning the floors and tax paperwork, there is no such thing as busy work. There is work that needs to be done in order to make sure that this thing succeeds. And that is that. it. It doesn't, the only difference between work is who has the knowledge capacity to do that work. And, and, and I feel like city government should be treated the same way. And I, I like, to be fair, I'm not close enough to, but, but like, where is there someone in our city government that is being like making sure that that truck does not chew up that spot on the square and annoy people in order to make a better environment for the people who engage with the square on a regular basis like are they understanding that it's not about just being uh punitive to that person it's about creating a better environment and creating a better world and making the world a better place well see with that argument and i, I haven't thought about this until now the guy's got a number on his truck yes did anyone call the the number and be like Hey, everyone thinks you're a jerk. <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got three phone calls from police officers that called them and left. And the police officer said, "I left a message saying that this is a violation and you need to move it." I don't know if anyone called them and said you're a jerk. I mean, I, I thought about I it. I may call them and just be like, "Hey, if the truck shows up again, by the way, it's branded with the Better Business Bureau sticker." And yeah. and as much as a relic of the past is the Better Business Bureau is, it, yeah, well, that might be. What is this Consumer here. Reports? I yeah. mean, but like, I mean, man, I almost like if I see it again, I think I might call him and like take the approach of like, hey, I'm just trying to help you out. Like, no one who sees your truck down here is calling you to hire you. They're they're going to call you to be a jerk to you because. You're killing the neighborhood. I'm just, I'm trying to watch out for you. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be a friend here. And oh, by the way, my next phone call is to the city of Denton police, not an emergency number to ticket your truck again. Yeah. <laughs> like you make that point because if, if they yeah. think that it's compliment that, sandwich or yeah, <laughs> whatever that is. Well, I, uh, the S sandwich. Yeah. Um, but, but like, <laughs> like make, make sure they're aware that that's the next phone call. And if they rack up enough tickets that aren't paid, guess what? Then they get booted and then, then the prices start getting pretty exorbitant. But that's like, the point is, is like, it, it, I don't know. There's, uh, you're talking about cynicism and negativity. And it, this is, this is why Glenn, this is why I have a Superman tattoo. Right? I love it. And and it's covered up by my Superman watch. Yeah. All right. Is is I'm looking doing my darndest in every angle to make the world a better place. Yeah. Period. And and that's the important part. Like what makes things better for as many people as possible. So when are you announcing you're running for mayor of then? <laughs> Come <laughs> no. on, man. No. Just- uh, I, 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 you know what, Glenn, you got me in 30 seconds here with enough makers in me. Uh, like I, I have pondered this concept and I've also seen what happens during city council races and there is no way it is for me. Yeah, just keep your head down and be no, true to yourself. I, I can't do that. Yeah. You have to not, not if I'm sp- running, speak the truth. Yeah. Because there would be a way I'll be blunt here is, is like if I was in a debate, I I've, I've watched debates and you've been there with me at some of them. Yeah. And, and there's questions that get thrown out and, and, and there's, cause I would just be like, 
That is a stupid question, and you're a stupid person for asking it. There are poorly written questions, and then there are just poor questions. Yeah, yeah, like I, absolutely, I, yeah, and and that rough. would be that would be where people would be like, well, he clearly can't handle it. It's like, no, uh, you can't handle asking responsible questions. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like so. Anyway, no, you, man, you'd be great, and, and I think <laughs> uh, no, you really would, and I think you'd be great because like you're a small business owner, you care deeply about community, you think. You're curious, and you're okay to being wrong about something. I mean, you're you're an open-minded person. Being wrong is a good thing. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what makes you in this day and age. What makes you not a good candidate is that you're a small business owner. <laughs> you're, you're curious. You're okay with being wrong. And man, this trend that happened a couple of years ago with like if someone doesn't agree with your vote, going after your business. If it's downtown specifically, which is total horse crap and should be called out. And those people who say that junk should be run out of town, in my opinion. But that, that, that's the that's the climate. That's what it is. So it's disappointing, but I hope that changes. But, yeah. And, um, and, and, and it's, yeah, I like. It's just dumb. It's, it's self-defeating. That if that's the if if that's the bad guy, the small business owner who you don't agree with on this one issue, he's the bad guy. You're in trouble, man, because there are actual problems in the city, and the guy who's volunteering to be in that spot is not the problem. So, anyways, yeah, and and like, you know, can I, can I just bring up one random thing? Connected, yeah, totally connected. Yeah, that's to this. what this is about. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, so. Uh, and, and and this seems like a, a stretch based on what you're talking about, but it's it's important, I think, to to grasp in analyzing our problems and how we solve them. Um, there's a book that I'm two thirds of the way through called Goliath. Um, Is this the Malcolm Gladwell? No, no, okay. uh, Matt Stoller. Um, okay, and, this one. Uh, and and it came out last year, and. It's the the subtitle is the 100 year war between monopoly power and democracy in America. Um, and it's a deep dive into monopoly business power in, in America. Yeah, pouring just, a little more. Just a little bit. Uh, and it's fascinating. Alyssa is going to be so excited to see me. <laughs> I can tell you that tell, right now. Tell Alyssa I appreciate her patience. <laughs> uh in letting you hang out this long uh, so she just let me just interject here sure she just texted me well i had to text her i'm podcasting at the office she says oh okay thanks boo was a little worried love you pod away <laughs> i love her so much she's having awesome. a kid by the way did you know I, this yes I, I saw the picture behind you i have a little fetus behind me it's a boy we found out on monday congratulations uh i am so excited anyways so the this book is is about um monopoly power in america and and it's it's deep and complicated that's which is why i haven't finished it yet um but the thing that uh uh, if if somebody was to ask me like what we're talking about with with government power small business owners all this the reason it, it comes to mind is because uh the book one of the main characters and i'm doing quotes hands for the people that are listening 
um, that is for 50 years in Congress, one of the spearheads of anti-monopoly power in America was a congressman by the name of Wright Patman. And do you know that name? It sounds familiar. Yeah. It's and here's here's the funny part is Wright Patman was one of the one of the main advocates of breaking up large corporations. Uh and he he was kind of in the like Theodore Roosevelt era. Uh just after. Just after, okay. Right. He he was elected into office uh off of farmers. I should say off of that's, but, but the, the way he connected and got elected was that uh, in his district, there were farmers that were fighting uh, both national farming conglomerates at the time and also uh, grocery chains at the time. And he was trying to fight for independent farmers. And he was from the infamous anti-business, uh, anti-company Part of the country known as Texarkana. No kidding. The guy was in Congress for 50 years. What? From Texarkana. And the reason he got elected in is because he was trying to defend the farmers in his region from being bought out and or bankrupted by national grocery and farming conglomerates back in the 20s. And so when you read this book... And, and you go, like, I mean, he was Republican as the day is long. And he spent years working with presidents of all stripes, FDR, Eisenhower, uh, to make, because, and there's, there's a whole ball of wax. Like, the history of aluminum was one of the, like, mind-blowing things to me in this book. Um, but he spent so many years making sure that uh, large companies could not dominate a market um, and eventually uh, was he he left Congress in the mid 70s um, but it's it, the thing is is he came from a, 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 his generation was out of the Great Depression and realized like the problem is is corporate monopoly power yeah and 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 well put, they suffered i mean they didn't have food on the table you yeah know? and 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 recognizing that the more power you put in the fewer hands the more problematic it became because mm-hmm. monopoly power basically becomes a sub-government that dictates and if once it gets big enough it dictates to literal governments and and so so when you're talking about small business people um there's like and, and and the problem with them running for public office is the fact that small business people are like if you go back and look at the post World War II era, late forties, fifties, sixties, like small business people were considered to be the group of people that would help the economy grow and help neighborhoods grow and help Right. It's about production. Yeah. And and yeah. and and that the gigantic corporations, like most people don't even know what AMP is. And in the thirties, AMP was the modern equivalent of Walmart. And the government broke AMP up. Um, and because they understood that local independent businesses were the way you build communities and you build an economy. 
uh, and, and you build wealth among the middle class and the lower class. And we haven't, we've gotten away from that. So, and that's why you're not running for mayor. <laughs> but, well, <laughs> no, I'm, what I'm saying is, is like when you're talking about like people criticizing local business owners, yeah. um, you know, like I don't, I don't know if it's bonkers. I, don't, I mean, it's insanity to me when I see that. When people's, it's like shooting ourselves in the foot. These are the, these are the people who make Denton Denton. Yeah, and you're and, going after people like Sparky. It's it's also what makes America what America. Yeah. Like we we figured this out. We in the forties yeah. we freaking figured this out. We yeah. understood that large conglomerations, like, and when I talk, I mentioned aluminum, like, and I'm reading this, and I'm like, this is a direct parallel to what Facebook and Google are. Where yeah, I was about to say, that's like, what I was going to bring like, up. Uh, Alcoa, the company owned by Andrew Mellon basically had monopoly power over an element of the periodical chart aluminium yes and and in order to have this country succeed that company was forced to be broken up by government law and we're in an era now where uh -huh. the new element is is the brain data. it's data yeah and we have only 100%. a few companies yeah. that have control and access to that data and the next thing we need to do is break them into pieces because they are leveraging it to the uh, worst of all of us. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Is that where you expected this podcast to go? Not really, but it, it makes sense. <laughs> I, you so, know, I think, you know, th this is my first whiskey fueled podcast. So all bets are off. And, and to be fair, like, I, you know, I was waiting for us to loop it back to the Matrix. And um, we did. did we? Uh, In a lot of ways. I, like all of the people, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love and appreciate the passion that people here in Denton have for Denton. I've yeah. I've been in it, Dent, Denton has been an integral part of my life now for going on eighteen years. Good um, lord, yeah. Um, so Same here, two thousand three is when I got here. So. Yeah, basically, me too. Yeah. Uh, because it was it was November two thousand three when we we entered into our agreement with treasure isles oh, cool. um yeah. and and so so and and i i didn't move from south dallas to denton because i thought this town sucked i yeah. moved here because i think there's an infinite amount, potential. amount of potential yeah. and and but but not just in a business sense like creatively and personality wise yeah. there's there's such a variety of people here that are all trying to do as yeah. the best thing possible and, and and okay, I'm gonna cap this because the whiskey is gonna make this not make sense soon. And oh my god, it's almost eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> when people talk about what Denton is, and when people talk about loving Denton, I always say that what people eventually get to, if you talk to them enough and ask the right questions, people talk about the potential that is here, the potential that is in us, the potential that is in groups of people, the potential that is in our city. And one of the things I'm always going back to is we have a real opportunity in front of us as a city to demonstrate what the modern small urban town looks like, not just for the region, not just for Texas, not just for the nation, for the, for the world. I mean, we can, we can do it here. We have all the ingredients of, 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 what it's going to take to do that and lay the foundation and build something really unique and awesome here. 
And that yeah. has to do with like, uh, how do we build out our pedestrian infrastructure? How do small businesses survive here? Uh, like, what does that look like? And I just want someone to latch onto that and run with it instead of being punitive. Right. That's yeah. all I want. That's yeah. all I want. And a candidate and a mayor and anything, I guess. And and that's that's also what I'm getting at when I'm like when I talk about focus on what you love and what you want the world to be. Yeah. Like and cut the other stuff. Like get it out. Doesn't yeah. matter. Like yeah. Cheers. Whiskey. Cheers. This has been a great podcast. <laughs> we'll do we'll do chapter two in November or something, right? Goodness. Like, you're invited on every time. <laughs> you know, and what I love about this is like I always tell people, I t- uh what I told you about Conan is what I tell everybody. And people can do not everybody, the people who I haven't told it to, it's been a tougher interview. So I need to get better about that. That's on me. But like that's a good it's a good basic foundation of like where can we build and it it and i love doing this thing man i really love it and when we were talking about the blog uh about like doing something that like you can do but it sustains you because you're interested in it man i found my thing i love this thing i love doing it i loved having you on (laughs) i'm so excited about having you on i at first i was absolutely freaked out and then i'm like what's the worst that can happen and, nobody's listening and, 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 right <laughs> uh, but but also like you know what it's fun to sit to, just sit down and have a conversation and also uh Partake. like w- when this is published i can i can put it out there and put be it on like blog. yeah yeah absolutely. i, I yeah. can i can be like hey here's here's my brain the you, you, like i don't get the opportunity to be in the store every day and tell people this i love it uh but i can put it out there for people to listen to at their leisure yeah. and i'm looking forward to and it. people listen people like it uh, uh there was one podcast that was uh two hours that i had to break up and people were like i got a couple of text messages like dude why why is there not a new episode out i already listened to the two hour one and you just released the second half of the two hour one I already listened i mean people were a little upset so i might do this in one chunk i don't know i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do with it who knows and you know if you're if you're bored and want me to come back later in the year like could be a recurring guest sure why not we could do like movie reviews because we didn't even glenn you know (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you with one thing Mm -hmm. for for this podcast and for the 10 people listening lay it on me that we can dig into because when you told me to be prepared to talk about where i came from and all this jazz but you did you really did no i didn't because I didn't, I didn't get to tell you the name of the town that I was raised in. Where were you raised? Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and if you want to know the story behind that, tune in next episode. Tune in next time. Oh, man. Family of 15. Close. Intercourse, <laughs> It's horrible. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh! And that's what I love about heart heart of the Amish country in Pennsylvania. (laughs) You gotta be kidding me! I'm not. Oh wow! But you're gonna have to hear the rest. That's funny. And that's what I love about what I'm doing right now with this is that it's whatever I make it. 
I can do whatever I want. And hey, let's talk about intercourse Pennsylvania next time. Bingo. Yes, <laughs> sir. Oh my gosh, Tim. It has been awesome. Thank you for the whiskey. Sure. Thanks for dropping in. This is awesome. I'll have better whiskey next time. Oh, please do. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. Well, that was it. Episode three of my conversation with Tim Stultzfuss. And that is the final episode. Uh, let me know. Let me know if I should have cut that up or not. Or if you would have rather just had one week to digest uh, three hours of conversation. You let me know. Just email me or Facebook message me. And thank you so much for listening. I love that conversation. Like and subscribe. Tell me how I'm doing. And we'll see you next time.